<laughs> hey everybody, welcome to episode number 12 of Talks with Tea. I am here with a really good dear friend of mine and former colleague, um, Zoila Kareev. Zoila, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to do this. <laughs> I know that um, you're such a busy girl with, you know, being um, school, work, and then your new puppy. I know it's really... Um, you're very productive, so I appreciate oh, your time. It's my pleasure. Everything for you, my dear Tani. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you're doing right now, anything that, you know, the public should know about you. Um, so I, my name is Soila, first. Uh, I think you, thank you for introducing me. Um, I work as a medical assistant at San Francisco General Hospital. I love my work. Uh, I love my coworkers. I, um, I am originally from Mexico, born and raised. I just came here to the U.S. I met my husband in Switzerland. Um, and we ended up falling in love, getting married, and we're, we're seven years in December. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have two two little puppies. One is six years old and the other one is six months. Uh, Nicolas and Napoleon. Um, yeah. So that's, I don't know, anything else that I should share? <laughs> <laughs> no, honey, that's, that's more than good enough. Right. Um, I think what makes you very special to um, to me and our friendship is that you're such a very kind person. You're very humble. You know how to make people see the good in themselves. And I think that a lot of people don't embody those type of things. And the fact that you're able to do that so comfortably, it it's truly something amazing. And um, you definitely inspired me to be a better person and to also be more kind because um, being kind requires a lot of things. And, um, you know, you're, you're super awesome. I always learned from you when we were working together. And even to this day, you know, I look at you and I'm like, wow, like, she's so amazing. So we need to learn to be like that. Um, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot. Um, I think I always try to be as best as I can. I always try to give, um, the best you know I always try to give my hundred percent I always try to help and I think it's something that um, it makes me happy to be able to help to be able to be kind to be able to um, I think it comes with with everything that I've been through and I empathize with a lot of things and it makes you think um, I don't know being kind makes you I don't know I think I feel that Oh, how can I put it into words? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, 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 it's fine. It's it's hard to describe. <laughs> yeah, I think for me to be able to help others makes uh, makes me happy, and seeing people happy and it makes me I don't know. It makes me very happy being able to be kind and make somebody else happy or help them or I don't know. It, does, does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And especially in um, our field of work, you know, we deal with very sick people yeah. from all sorts of life. And the fact that we're there to help them, whatever way we can, if it's, you know, um, personally, um, you know, with their medicines, with their visit, whatever it may be, we actually make a difference. And it really 
sets the you set the standard of what healthcare providers should be. Yeah. And I think that you picked a career that you truly enjoy. I do. Which is not something that everybody does. Yeah. I think also um I I think the fact that um I'm going to share this with with you and with everybody. I have a mess. So it makes me a little bit it makes me feel like I, that I I can be a little bit more empathetic with patients and advocate for them because I have a disease, right? And mm-hmm. so it makes me feel that hey, what would I do? Like if I will have this disease and how can somebody help me out, right? So mm-hmm. I have a disease and I a chronic disease and um for me to be able to to say hey, I feel awful or the patients tell me I feel awful and I need a smile or I need to take it easy or I need to be able to just sit down and cry so it makes and I feel like I have a horrible headache you know it just it makes you a little bit of more empathetic and a little bit more mm-hmm. think about and put yourself in the shoes of the patient and I think it's it's great I love doing this and I love being able to help uh, especially with the spanish um you know the patients feel a little bit more um i don't know comfortable talking mm-hmm. to to somebody that speaks their same language um so yeah yeah so i i love what i do i really do um but you are awesome too yeah you're awesome too i know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i always think of it as you know if whatever you do in life or pers- you know pursue doing there's good there's bad you know there's always good and bad things yeah you know and you make the best out of every situation and um i admire you for disclosing um this very sensitive topic that you have a chronic disease because like you said it's not easy to um it's not easy to to deal with something like that and you know how patients feel you know you understand where they're coming from and it's something that's being very beautiful and i think we need more people like that who say hey let's stop and analyze the situation you know yeah yeah totally i think a lot of patients don't know how to advocate for themselves and i think one of the first things that we need to do is kind of say hey you know we need to you know i think for us being as medical assistants um it gives us a very close i know um how do how can i say it uh relationship with our patients and for us to be able to say oh it's okay i can get you some water that makes a big difference right mm-hmm. or i can get you something to eat it's okay you're going to be fine or, mm-hmm. or you know i think understanding and being yeah. patient and communicating definitely it's the little things i find that make a big mm-hmm. difference and yeah you know since you're here we're going to switch a little bit into a different where mm-hmm. are you looking for into the future what um what are you trying to pursue let's say 5 10 years from now in your career so i love what i do right now but i definitely want to pursue something else i want i do want to be um uh a nurse i think that um i love what i do but i still think that i can give a little bit more Mm-hmm. Um I definitely want to go into nursing. I don't know if it would be yeah, 
in 15 years, in 10 years, I will be a nurse, and then in 15 or 20, I'll, I will just go ahead and do a nurse, uh, I will go back to school and do a nurse practitioner. Uh, but definitely something that has to do with patient care and um, be able to be, to be, you know, uh, that to be and to have that relationship with patients to be able to help. Yes, to further your skills to the next exactly. level. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and going back to you know pursuing nursing and and you know you are actually employed with. Um, a really um, well-known area, which is the San Francisco General, and um, you see all walks of life. Yeah. You know, you definitely are um, the center of the city, meaning that if something bad happens, you know, you guys are a trauma center, so you guys deal with all of that. Um, what has been the most rewarding part about being at the SF General, and why do you think it's such a special place to be? Um, as a patient? Um, I think, I don't know, being able to work for a place like San Francisco General has given me, I think it has given me so much. It makes you a very, very humble. Um, it gives you a lot of opportunity to learn uh, for different, different stuff, patient-wise, uh, uh, about yourself, of course. Um, I don't know. I think it feels so good um, to be able to work to work there. I don't know how to explain it. It's it's a very nice feeling to be able to help to the I don't know to the people that need the most, you know. And um, I don't know. It makes you very humble. It it's, it it makes you appreciate what you have even more. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we treat different people, different socioeconomics and everything. And um, I don't know, I, I really like it. It's something that you can, you cannot really describe um, how you feel working there. It's a very special, very, very special place. Um, I love my coworkers. Um, I love you guys too. <laughs> but I really do love my coworkers. And, um, we are very um i don't know you really have to love what you do um and yeah and everybody's so grateful everybody's so happy everybody's trying to help um i think that's one of the reasons why i love that place so much it's just everybody's trying to help everybody's trying to take the extra mile for all the patients like I think everybody does like you know if you're in the healthcare everybody takes the extra mile um so that's one of the reasons why I love working there everybody literally takes the extra mile two miles three miles to be able to help out and to be able to do what's best for every single person that walks in the door so yeah so it's very it's, it's an amazing it's an amazing place to work um i cannot really describe um you know it's it just it's amazing (laughs) i really love working there (laughs) yeah when you're when you're definitely in a good place and you're happy it's really hard to put it in words you know when you're when you're really when you're in a good place in your life it's it's hard to describe to feel and that's how you know you're doing the right thing 
you know that's when it feels right you just it just feels right and there's no no comparison to anything else and so what advice would you give to someone who is dealing with you know chronic illnesses or conditions um what advice would you give someone who is trying to cope with this you know new new experience in their lives you know the first thing that i did when i just found out about that i had ms it was not believe it or not not read anything about the disease i know it, it sounds very ignorant and stuff but um i completely stopped reading about what were like kind of like the symptoms what i was going to get um and i focus on say hey everything is okay i'll take my meds i'll eat healthy i'll do exercise um it is hard right it's always hard for somebody to tell you that you're have a disease that um that you basically could just pee on yourself or you can stop feeling your your legs but i think um you know always try to be as positive as you can um i know it's hard to do it it's easy to put it on words but um i always try to be very positive and say you know what it's okay everything will be okay um i'll just have to eat healthy i just try to um i i still go to therapy i'm going to be honest with you i've been going to therapy for years um mm-hmm. and it's not just because of that it's at different issues that I've had but um also mm-hmm. the levels of you know um I don't know it goes up and down every day you say like oh I'm going to be fine but there is also depression there is also anxiety um but I think there is going to be always one side of me that will say like oh my god I should have done this instead of this right or I should feel a little bit more mad, more bad or mad as I am right now But you know the only thing that you really can do is just kind of like keep going and seeing yeah it's very bad that you have a chronic disease and um for me to for me it's very easy to say because I I I don't have a lot of symptoms you know they I was diagnosed very very young in a very you know one of the first levels so For me it's very easy, right? But somebody that can be diagnosed in like in, I don't know in whatever the level in the, like the latest yeah, stages. It, uh-huh. it, it can be really hard. Um but you know for me um is to be able to stay positive and to be able to say I always put it like on the back of my mind like yes I do have a mess but you can't really see it and I can't really feel it. Um every once in a while I'll get a little bit of a horrible headache or something like that like I'm a little bit more sad than the other day but um so I will say that for people that just that were just diagnosed with a chronic illness you know just be able to be with the ones that you love the most and um try to communicate exactly what you're feeling i think communication is key for the people mhm it's very very important for you to tell them like you know today i'm feeling this way and i need you to do this for me um so for me communication was top you know 
So mm-hmm. yeah, so communicate and make yourself as as you know uh, try to be as positive as you can and um, take yourself like take time for yourself because sometimes it's very it, it sometimes you get a I I'm gonna be honest with you sometimes I I used to get very annoyed because everybody was like on top of me telling me stuff and sometimes I was just like you know what I'm fine it's just leave me alone you know mm-hmm. so take me time for sure yeah definitely I appreciate your courage to um, to talk about this to advocate for people who have MS and for those who have chronic illnesses and that don't know how to move forward with their life this is definitely something that us as people should be more aware of especially those who work in healthcare you know like you said we all have something in different levels right and the most important thing like you said is to try to empathize with those as much as possible and you know thank you for having the courage to speak up about this i know it's it's something very dear to your heart and it's not easy putting something like this in the general public so i definitely admire your strength and um you know we'll see what the future holds for everything you know research technology when i was just diagnosed there was no pill it was just injections every day and they were they they have horrible side effects now i'm taking a pill a day and i don't have any side effects or or nothing so you know nowadays oh, wow. yeah so nowadays you can really um technology research it's insane so um maybe they'll find the cure one day you know what i mean so yeah yeah it just has the possibilities exactly it's just seeing the future like you know in the future there will be a cure and then i will not have to take pills or you know it's just seeing it in in a different way that is not negative kind of like seeing the positive mm-hmm. out of it like in the future will be a cure or in the future there will be one pill for the whole month so i don't know i think that way um a lot of people don't um but i think going to therapy is key <laughs> i yeah. love going to therapy perspective is everything yeah exactly <laughs> Yes, and you were actually the one who influenced me to go to therapy because um, when we first met, you know, all of a sudden I developed anxiety, which I never really had an issue with until that time. And I remember just constantly having these anxiety attacks and you always made sure that I was okay. You always gave me reassurance that it's all in my head. It's just something that is going to happen and eventually it'll go away. And, um, you know, you helped me realize that it's something that it's normal. We all have some sort of something that gravitates towards us, whether it's anxiety, depression, stress, all of the above. And um, speaking of that, you know, you love therapy what do you recommend in terms of um therapy like a lot of people are a little iffy about going to therapists because you know for many reasons one who what kind of therapist two can they be trusted do i want to be put in a vulnerable position what do you recommend in terms of people getting or thinking about doing therapy 
um you know first you have to i think a lot of people you know it's very normal they don't trust therapists they don't like therapists um but you know first you have to kind of like see yourself and say like okay do i need to talk to somebody that is not my family or my my husband or my girlfriend or my partner whoever it is you know um i think everybody has different issues um and talking to a third person that doesn't really know everybody else around you i think it's important because then it can give you a different perspective of what's going on um uh, i'm going to tell you about myself i decided to go back to therapy um here in the US because I used to go a lot in Mexico and then I went back here there's a lot of issues that I was having with my with my mom um mm-hmm. and I decided to go back for the reason that um I think everything was coming on in the wrong way with the wrong people and it was just because of that issue that I was having with my mom and I don't know um I think one of the recommendations is you know look at yourself and say hey do i need to talk to somebody like a third person that doesn't know anything about me or about my family um mm-hmm. you know because you're when whenever you're really deciding to go to therapy is for some is for a reason right like you're always mad yes. or you're anxious or you're really sad all the time um so i think it has to be first on you and decide to say hey i need to talk to somebody right mm-hmm. um the i think you need at kaiser they make you do this questionnaire and most most people do it and i think it's very important that you open up and say you have the courage you need really need to have the courage and say hey i need help you need to open up and say like i need help and um you need to trust yourself on that right i know it's hard a lot of people don't mm-hmm. trust therapists um you can trust them because it they they are supposed to be trusted and they are supposed not to talk about your stuff with anybody else um mm-hmm. that's i think the law or something like that i really don't know but they're not supposed to talk to anybody about your issues um i i really encourage it i i really like it um the fact that i can go and i know bent about all my stuff and and have somebody that tells me hey it's okay you are okay um you know um you can do this yeah. or or gives you a little bit of more advice about something that you really don't realize that that's going on you know like personally or at work or wherever you know somebody that doesn't really know your surroundings but can tell you like okay you're doing this because of this or you do realize that you have this because of it so i think it's like a way of i don't know how to explain it but i think it's for you to say hey i need help and and you help yourself you know like i i really try to be a person that says like okay nobody's going to help me i need to help myself right like kind of like the same mm-hmm. be an advocate for yourself you know what i mean that's right so i definitely so it So yeah, I think I'm being an advocate for yourself and kind of like think back and say like I do need help and I I can't do this by myself right now. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, I think it's really important to know what 
feels right for you yeah. you know everybody knows what's right for them what's not right for mm-hmm. them and that's how I discovered therapy you know um, when I was going through my issues you recommended it I took your word for it it completely changed my life like I have no regrets about doing it experiencing it um, and the only other thing I would recommend in terms of therapy is make sure that um, you follow your gut in terms of the therapist because I remember I had one therapist and he wasn't very yeah. good so I followed my gut and I said no more next next yeah you know, research you yeah know? and that's advocating for yourself we go back to that right you're advocating for yourself you didn't like the therapist you're totally entitled to change right you're mm-hmm. totally entitled to change another person that helped that fits with you and fits your needs so that's exactly. advocating for yourself so i'm very proud of you <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah i definitely couldn't have done it um without your support and you know it's it's really important that mental health is equally as important with physical health of course and i definitely learned that the the most interesting way (laughs) so you know there's this really old saying that we learn the hard way it's a very it's a very mexican thing to say (laughs) you know it's it's like you know, um, siempre aprendemos la manera más dura. So yeah. that was me. I learned the hard way. <laughs> but it's okay, you know? you know, because you got to it's learn okay. and you got to experience it. And then it took your time and it, it you did it, right? Yes. Yes. It's a thing of the past. Exactly. Now. <laughs> so now that, you know, we're, we're thinking more forward, um, you know, I... Uh, you told me months ago, or maybe even years by now, <laughs> that it's time for me to find a Jewish husband. <laughs> because um, according to, you know, reality TV and whatnot, they always say that Jewish men are the best husbands. <laughs> but given that you're married to one, yeah. do you think that that's pretty on the spot? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do. Um, well, in my in my experience right um my husband is an amazing husband he is he's very generous he's very loving he's very compassionate he's very he's a very hard-working man um everything that he does is for me for us um for our marriage for our future yes you should <laughs> <laughs> love the idea <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me a referral. Yes. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go yeah, I can definitely see. I can definitely see how happy you are, and it's great. It's really great to see that, and especially in our culture, you know. Um, you know, no offense to you know any Mexicans who are <laughs> listening to this, um, because I am one, and we both are. You know, I feel like in the Mexican culture, the very old way of thinking is well, you have to marry a Mexican man. Yeah. Or you have to marry a Mexican woman. So it could be all, you know, well-rounded. And what I realized is, you know, we have to stop thinking that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Being Mexican or not has nothing to do with you being happy. And it's so refreshing to see that, that that your mindset is like this. You know, I, you are with who makes you happy and that's all that matters yeah that's that's 100% sure 100% my mindset like 
um, I don't know, my sister is also married with somebody that is not Mexican, and a lot of my cousins are too. Um, so it's in, yeah. So I think it's it's a very it's a very Mexican thing. Like I'm sure if my dad would have thought that I marry a non-Mexican, he would be totally mad. But you know, it is what it is, <laughs> mm-hmm. and. Um, Love is a powerful thing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and you know, it's 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 refreshing to see that the world is changing, and to see that at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter whether from how they look like, yeah. as long as you are content. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Who cares? And and you've always set the tone for that. You've always been all about, you know. Who cares? At the end of the day, who cares? You know, it's just an experience. It's just something at the moment and you move forward. Yeah, and it's your life and you have to be happy. You only have one life, right? Well, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe we have more. But right now you have to live the moment and you have to be happy. And, you know, if somebody... It, you need to be happy in this moment, not yeah, after or totally. before. So. I think if whoever, whomever, whenever makes you happy, just go for it, right? Yes, <laughs> definitely. I, I, you know, um, from the little time that we've been together, I've learned so much from you. And that's probably the most that I miss from you. Besides, you know, the laughters, the jokes, besides all of that, what I admire about you the most is that you're so honest with yourself and you're so sympathetic and you're not afraid to reach for that extra set of vulnerability you know because for some reason i feel like we're all scared about being vulnerable yeah that used to be my mindset too you know i'm very guilty of that that i have to be this very strong and you know yeah. keep all my feelings inside until you know pop yeah until they explode that was exactly and my breaking point was you know when I was having my anxiety issues Mm -hmm. and you took me to the ED and you were there right beside me the whole time and I was just like wow this is so like I'm so lucky and I'm so humbled for that experience because it made me realize that I have to deal with things that I didn't want to deal with for a very long time you know and it just creeped up on me all of a sudden and um you know it's 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 something that that's probably the best memory i have with you besides all the other memories <laughs> we have that was definitely the highlight where it made me realize that there's so many good people out there and that they're gonna teach you something and that was definitely a lesson i learned that you know you have to do and handle things at your own time yeah you know of course of course and thank you for saying that um you deserve it you deserve to have people around you that love you and that uh that can give you that and that's that's the whole point of me being your friend i love you you're amazing and you totally deserve every single little thing that comes to you i'm not kidding you have to be happy you need to be loved and you are loved by everybody and all your friends and me and 
it was my pleasure taking you there and being able yeah. to help you and being able to care for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I like I said, that is something that will always be dear to my heart. And when you first left, I was just like, oh my god, it's not the same. You know, we always have that one person that is kind of like the light with the torch in the room. <laughs> And you've always been that light. And even to this day, you still continue to be this person. Like whenever I see you, it's kind of like we pick up where we left off. Like it's not, you know, it's not awkward. It's not, you know, like, what do we talk about? There's always something to talk about. And I definitely appreciate that about you, that you're just so full of light. And whatever you may do in this life, whether it be nursing or, any other career path you choose, it doesn't matter because we will all see how great you really are. Oh, thank you, you guys too. You too. You too. <laughs> you need to you need to start seeing yourself as an amazing person because you are. You're amazing. And you have a uh, you have a, an amazing and beautiful heart. You do. Oh, thank you. you thank you. <laughs> I try I try not to think that way because you know I'm just very stubborn <laughs> oh yeah i do know I'm that <laughs> very stubborn. i'm so stubborn um you know but that's a whole different you know ball game Topic. aside from now <laughs> yeah. um you know and what i think is really important now and i think you've said this multiple times is that um for now we only have one life mm-hmm. right so you have to take advantage of every situation that comes your way yeah. and you know you took advantage of your situation by saying I love you guys I like being here but you know what it's time for me to really do what I'm passionate for yeah. you know mm-hmm. and although you left and we were happy I mean you know sad we were happy that you know you took courage and said you know what I really gotta follow what my heart is saying yeah you know, it doesn't mean that you were miserable. It just means that, you know, it's time at some point the next chapter comes, right? Yeah. And my mindset has always been things are temporary, right? Mm-hmm. That as much as we want things to last forever, that's not always the case. Yeah. But just because they end doesn't mean they close fully. It just means that this chapter is over and there'll be many more opportunities just like this. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Just like this. Um, so you know is there anything else that is on your mind that i think we need to talk about let the world know you know i think that just by listening to your voice it's very it's very motivating it's very calming and i think that you are such a great asset to um many latinos and latinas um asset to healthcare. Um, and a great asset in your friendships and especially in your family. You know, family is everything nowadays and they're so lucky to have you and anybody's lucky to have you oh, right now. Thank you. Um, uh, one last thing. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to leave it with something interesting. Um, I know you're a wine girl. <laughs> <laughs> you do love your wine. I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what would you say is your 
favorite type of wine? And secondly, what is your favorite type of tequila? Ooh, that's a hard one. Okay, so <laughs> I wanted to throw in a curveball. <laughs> so my favorite uh, wine will be Cabernet Sauvignon. I love my Cabernet. I love my Cabs. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I do have a favorite one. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we belong to, uh, well, we have a membership in San Elena for one of the wineries over there. It's, uh, the winery is called Visa Tui. I love that place. Um, it's called Paradiso, and I love their 2014. It's delicious, and I love everything about them. They also have like this amazing Moscato. It's incredible. Everybody should go and try it. We should go one day, Tony. I should take you over yes. there. And for you to try it, we should definitely go. I love the area. There's like picnic area and stuff. Uh, but yeah, definitely I'm a cab girl. I'm a Cabernet Sauvignon girl. Uh, for tequila. Oh my goodness. That's so hard though. <laughs> it's a hard one. Yes, it's so hard. So right now, my favorite will be Maestro. I don't know if you guys heard about it. It's delicious. El Diamante is amazing. Um, I think Maestro will be my fave for right now. Um, it's so good. So, so, so good. The one that you buy in Mexico, not the one that you get from here. Um, yeah, Mexican tequila is definitely a lot better than the one that you get you know. here. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. so that will be, yes. it will be Maestro for sure. Everybody should go get it. It's delicious. <laughs> you hear that perfectly. That's perfect. Um, again, I just want to say thank you for doing this. Um, you know, we're all adults um, living in the Bay Area, trying to make it, trying to survive, working, going to school. Yeah. You know, it's not easy to dedicate, you know, half an hour to an hour to do this. So, again, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this. Um, you are more than welcome to always participate. Um, and again, I wanted to bring you here because I feel like you're such a positive influence to the community, um, to healthcare, oh, and thanks. to many people out there who are fighting and who are surviving. Um, with chronic illnesses so I just want to I just commend you to um, thank you for doing oh, this. it was my pleasure Truly. thank you so so much for uh, for inviting me to this amazing place that you that you've been doing your podcast podcast <laughs> I, I actually I, I enjoy them a lot um, I told a couple more people so thank you so much for inviting me and for having me you are an amazing person and keep doing this this is awesome I love it I love it You're, <laughs> I love it I love it so thank you so much for having me and anytime that you want to talk about something else just let me know we can bring some tequila and do them with tequila oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love this idea of drinking and talking about stuff. love it I mean hopefully it doesn't sound like gibberish but <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it could, like at the end after a couple of after a couple of, of, of cocktails with tequila. Maybe a little bit of a tequila right there. I'm sure it will sound like gibberish, but it's okay. They'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, that's over and out. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Ciao for next time. Bye. Bye.